Okay, everyone, welcome to Dad Space. The doctor is with us today, and I'm so excited to have Dr. Ilya Skolnikov with me again. Uh, Dr. Ilya was with me on Living the Next Chapter. He's back because he wants to talk to dads today. And so if you've been sitting in the waiting room looking at those cheesy magazines from 1980, waiting to talk to Dr. Ilya, he's here. He'll see you now. And I'm so excited to have Dr. Ilya with me today. Dr. Ilya, welcome to Dad Space. Great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. We're going to be talking to dads today. I'm excited. You're excited. We'll be excited <laughs> together. I'll try to stay calm. Uh, where should we should we start? Should we start with any questions? You know what I wanted to do at some point, maybe the sooner the better, I wanted to tell a story about my father and then that was my dad so yeah, let's do that that's a great or, place or we can start with something else if you had something more more pressing i don't want to no wanna... let's start with your story of your dad i'd love to hear it okay so my father was a psychiatrist and one day he i came back from you know i guess i was at work or at school or something and i said hey dad i figured out what i'm going to do for a living i want to go to school and study to become a chiropractor he goes okay well can you actually make money doing that you know, because fathers, as we all know, they're concerned about their kids being able to support themselves and make a living and all that kind of thing. So I said, well, yeah, dad, actually, some chiropractors do really well and make even more money than you do. <laughs> he goes, OK, well, that's good then. And to my father's credit, he paid for my entire chiropractic school education. But I can remember there was a lot of conflict. Mm, in mm -hmm. our conversations so like for example my brother myself my mother and my my father would be sitting down to eat and my my brother who's a marriage and family therapist would really connect with my father and they'd have a great time talking about psychology so i also perform emotional therapies so i said hey dad you know have you ever heard of david hawkins's book power versus force you know he's the well-known psychiatrist who talks about muscle testing in his book and how it can be used to raise a person's level of consciousness. He even developed an entire map of human consciousness. It's amazing. So he says, oh, well, uh, that is a, a very interesting theory. I said, well, yeah, Dad, he actually had diplomates of the International Board of Applied Kinesiology right there in front of him performing the muscle tests for nearly 20 years. And he was able to get really deep and vital information about human consciousness, like he developed the entire map of human consciousness, he wrote nine books about it, travels around the country and lectures about it. How is that a theory? And he says, well, I, you know, I, I really don't believe in all that. Uh, but it, it is a, an interesting theory. I said, Oh, okay, well, what don't you believe in Dad? you don't believe that he wrote the books that he wrote that you never read or heard of? You don't believe in the muscle testing? You don't believe that he developed the entire map of human consciousness? What should, what don't you believe? And what's, what's with this theory thing anyway? He said, well, you know, I'm really not interested in all that, but, but it, but it is an interesting theory. I said, okay, well, you know, I, I, you know, at the time, I think I was, I don't know, maybe 15 or 16 years old. So, you know, y'all, every kid wants their father to be interested in them. So, that would be, he's dead now, but, you know, that would be a good thing to, to do, you know, if you're 
if you're a father, one of the things you can do is spend a lot of time with your kids, you know, whether they're a little boy or you have a, a daughter, you know, the more time you spend with them, the better. And um, my father definitely spent time with my brother and myself, but he wasn't always interested in what we were doing because it was so hard for him to relate to as a Freudian psychologist. So I said, um, well, look, Dad, I thought you'd be interested because he's a well-known psychiatrist like yourself. You know, he he wrote this the, all these books. He's really popular. And you're a psychiatrist. You're really popular. You give all these talks. He says, you know, I'm not interested. I'm close to the subject. And that's my final word. Hmm. So seeing as I wasn't getting very far with that topic, I moved on to the next one. So I said, hey, okay, Dad, well, what about Bruce Lipton? Have you ever heard of the great epigeneticist, Dr. Bruce Lipton? He's the one who discovered that we can change our genes. He said, oh, well, no, son, I haven't. I said, yeah, he discovered that we can change the expression of our genes by changing our thoughts, feelings, beliefs, attitudes, and environmental stimuli. He goes, well, that is interesting, son. That is a very interesting theory. I'm like, what the... What what theory, Dad? This guy is a highly regarded medical school instructor. He taught molecular biology in a medical institution for like 10 years. It's not just some theory. It's epigenetics, Dad. He also wrote, you know, the biology of belief and some other books. How the genes express themselves can be altered. It's been researched over and over again. It's the cutting edge thing everyone's talking about. It's not just some theory. It's epigenetics. You go, and it's the same answer, basically. Well, that that is very interesting. Uh, that that's really interesting. Uh, that's an interesting theory. It's like, and then there was this <laughs> yeah. other time where I showed him these amazing success stories and video testimonials of my patients' successes and how I helped them recover. And he says, "Well, uh, you know, I guess it's just a matter of time before lots of people will be coming in to see you." And I said, "Well, you know, you're not feeling very well these days, Dad. You know, you you had the prostate cancer and some other things. Maybe I can help you." He said, well, uh, thank you for telling me that. I'll have to look into that. And so my father died of multiple diseases, like heart disease, prostate cancer, lymphoma, and Parkinson's. I never was able to help him. He wouldn't let me. But I've, de I've definitely been dedicating my life to helping as many people with their health as I can. And we'll do the best we can here to go over, you know, how we can help fathers. I should be come clean with y'all that I'm not actually a father, but I think we've all had a father, whether we, yeah. you know, are close to them or got along with them or didn't. So, yeah, so that's the first thing would be listen to your 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 kids and whatever they're talking about is probably pretty important. But it it can be difficult with work and everything. So you can always cut aside time and try to organize it with. Um, you might need help. Right. That's the thing that. um you and I were just talking about is that men need help and we act a lot. We want to act like we don't need any help. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause, cause men are men. Right. But men yeah. are, 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 are like anyone else. And, uh, if, if we can't get some help, uh, just like if women can't get some help or like if anyone can't get some help, we can't get as much done. We don't feel as good. We feel like we're kind of alone and that's not a good way to feel. So, uh, so should we go over, do you want me to, continue or do you want to start with any questions yeah. no i just first of all i just want to recognize dr Ilya. thank you for sharing that story with us like like that's the one thing from a son to a father you want there you would love for them to be proud of you and show their appreciation and their 
their love for you and and demonstrations and whatever, however that is. And I know every man's different, so can't be one way for everyone. But you just want to have that recognition from your father, and especially when in, a, in a, an environment in a family like yours, there's a lot of experts who are very well trained. You are de devoted your life to helping people, and you'd love to help your relatives as well. So thank you for for sharing that. That was a very meaningful moment. I just want to acknowledge that. So thank you. Of course. Thanks for thanks for listening to the story, and I'm glad that some other people are going to hear it. I talk yeah. about it in my book. Also, I have like this book, the Skolnikov method. Why not talk about the there book? There it is, of course. No, well, well, part of it is that I talked about the same story at like uh, the Royal. I guess it was at the Royal Society of Medicine and at Oxford. And anyway, so I had a group of my peers there hearing. There's a little bit more to it than that, but let's just let's just leave it at that. Yeah. So I think. One of the things that men can do would be to, you know, if you if you really think not not like emotionally about it, but if you think logically, what what is important for young people? So if you have, you know, since you have a either a, a son or a daughter or both, young people need the good the good role model, but they also need to be healthy, and they need to be healthy in different ways. You know, structurally. Um, well, how should I put this? Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, socially, financially. So I think it, it, in the United States, there's a about a segment of 80% of the population or more, maybe 90% of the population or or something like that is financially illiterate, illiterate, meaning they don't understand basic finances. So it may sound a little superficial, but being able to make enough money and then teach some basic money making skills to your kids would be a great idea. I got lucky I found this this kind of crazy, you know, business person when I was 20 and he went over all these different um things that are important in business and that was helpful to me. Some of the things I I'm I'm still don't understand to this day, but at least I get the the theme, you know, I get the basic summary, you know. Like like we're talking about men shouldn't do things alone. Well, that's a that's a success principle because if you have the efforts of other people, then you can get a lot more done. You know, if you're an accountant, for example, and you're just doing all the books yourself, you can only do so many people's tax returns. But if you have a couple of assistants or whatever, or if you own the firm, you know, you can get a lot more tax returns done. You can make a little more money. And now yeah. you're using the efforts of other people. So uh, that shouldn't shouldn't be too superficial. Maybe when a when a, a child is really young, it's still important. Um because you can have a lemonade stand and have people help you with the lemonade stand and learn basic, you know, money making skills from a very young age. And that's, I think that's important, you know, managing money, keeping track of money. I mean, let's face it, they're not going to teach it to us in school, right? No, exactly. Right. They're not going to, we're not going to go to a, a two year college or a four year university. We're not going to go hardly anywhere except for Wharton Business School. Other than that, I mean, or USC or one of these business schools, you're, you're not going to learn a lot about finances. And even at uh, some of those schools, the people are not teaching what they've done. They're teaching what they've learned, which, you know, they're two different things. So you have to really watch out. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm a, a person speaking on a soapbox, but yeah. so that's important um, because when you have more money, you can have more uh, of what some people call freedom. And if you have more of the thing that a lot of people call freedom, then you can really help your kids with decisions that they want to make. Let's say your child's fairly smart and he wants to go to Stanford or Harvard. Well, 
don't make it just some dreamy thing where they can do it, but they have to like, you know, sacrifice their whole childhood. Just make it so that you can just pay for them to go for some reason they get in. I mean, not that yeah. you want to go to one of those schools because maybe it's not a good idea. But if if you do, you know, the more money you have, the more options we have. So I don't know what that has. And that has to do with health, too. You know, it's hard to go and buy organic food at wherever you're going to buy the organic food at and then pay. I mean, the steaks nowadays, I mean, if you get a decent steak, it's pretty much wholesale everywhere you go. It might be 19 or $24 a pound, right? Yeah. And that's, you, you didn't even buy a cooked steak. You're just, you're just go. I mean, unless you live in the Midwest and, you know, I'm talking about the West Coast and the East Coast of the United States, mm -hmm. those steaks are expensive. So you need some money just to buy a few things to eat now. <laughs> okay. I know, right? Especially with inflation and everything. So and that's what I like. Just, I, I watched you and did a video from Costco, I think you were, and you were just showing us, you know, how to shop properly and what you need to look for and when you purchase. And that's the kind of stuff I love watching, by the way. And I, I mentioned it to you. I, you got my attention. I was there with you in the store. And it was like I had one-on-one -on -one time with you and got really good advice from you, not just as a doctor, which I really appreciate, but you as as Ilya, just sharing your heart and saying, listen, this is what you guys need to look out for. And here's some right. suggestions. That's really amazing content. I love that. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, of course, uh, uh, the flattery works very well. So you may continue to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so the, okay, so kind of going off of that, then the idea for today for dad space was I'm, I had just, when I talk to men, Dr. Ilya, I just get a sense that they don't really know how to take care of themselves. And there's this lone wolf mentality that we kind of alluded to already, where they just, we're, we're in like a giving and providing stage all the, most of our life where we're providing for our family, uh -huh. we're giving, we're giving, we're giving, and uh -huh. we're not really taking care of ourselves in the process. Yeah. So I'm talking to you as a 52 year old male. Um, my kids are all gone and I'm an empty nester. So okay. I'm looking at my life now as, you know, I've been investing in my family for all these years. Now it's time to invest in me. And I just right. noticing changes in my body. I'm noticing all these things happening. So from a men's point of view, I'm just, I would love to get your feedback on how I can be healthy in this stage of my life with my diet, with my activity and get your, your real expertise to help men to be healthy and have longevity in their family, be there for their grandchildren, all that, right? Just right. your perspective on how I can lead a healthy life and be a healthy example at the same time to my family. That's really, I'm really curious to get your, your thoughts on that. Well, I think this is a huge uh, thing that you're, that we're talking about and that you're asking about. And let's just do a little make-believe session. Let's say we were going to talk about this for the next three hours. I think we would still have a week or two worth of things <laughs> to talk about after we were done with the three hours. So I got it. I got it. Can, I got it. We can yeah. start uh, before now or now. So when you're, when you want to get, think again, it's the, it's the reason why you're doing it that's important, not that you're doing it. So the reason why you wanted you, David, or whoever is watching wants to do this is because you deserve to be healthy, right? That's the yeah. point. And your kids deserve to be healthy. And so you can't really have all that happen unless you sit, especially for your kids, if you're not, you know, leading by example, if you're not being an inspiration to your kids. It's one thing to tell them, 
you know, don't eat hot dogs and don't eat pizza and don't put a whole lot of cheese on whatever you're eating. But it's another thing for you not to eat hot dogs and pizza and put a whole lot of cheese on what you're eating. So the the thing that happens in America and maybe some of these other industrialized countries like Canada and most of Europe is people are so, or we have been up until maybe right around the next 10 years, we've been so spoiled that uh, a lot of people are not living under poverty, they're living above poverty. And actually hunger is a real thing in the United States. Uh, it's a pretty serious problem that nobody talks about. But um, since nobody's talking about it, it's like not very well understood, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a, this major, huge problem that's growing. But people watching this are probably not at that point. They probably have money and all that kind of thing to, to buy food and all that kind of stuff, clothe themselves. So we want to know what's healthy and what's not healthy. This is going to be more important than anything else in your life, because if you don't have your health, what can you do? Yeah. Like you can't wake up with energy. You can't go to sleep well at night. You can't think clearly. You can't have good relationships. Sex life sucks. Mm -hmm. You may have be able to function a little bit, but if you don't have the energy to do what you really want to do, what kind of life is that? I mean, I've yeah. had patients and uh, I mean, I've gone through my own experiences with with healing. I used to have this skin condition, the really bad acne, and I don't think we should go there, but it prevented me from doing what I wanted to do. I mean, I wanted to go on dates, but I had like three or four eyes. You know, like, most yeah. people have two eyes. I had like three to five eyes. So <laughs> the woman would look at me like, God, I could sell if, if he only had two eyes, this would be a really good looking guy, but he's got <laughs> at least three to four, something like that. So, yeah. and I couldn't tell them they were wrong. I mean, they were, they were looking right at me, right? You yeah. know, it's not like it was the back of my head or something like that. So, I mean, the the the, the first thing is, don't believe all the marketing and all the bullshit. Try to recognize that this is our life. And once, if you're healthy, it doesn't mean you stay healthy. And if you're sick, it doesn't mean you stay sick. Just as real as a person's disease may be, a lot of people, for example, in the United States take blood pressure meds. I don't know the, what the percentages are, but let's just say a lot. Let's just say over 15%, right? So if it's that many people, what does that mean? Does that mean high blood pressure is normal? No, it means we have a sick country, okay? Mm -hmm. So if we want to not be on blood pressure meds, we need to avoid certain foods, like avoid wheat, W-H-E-A-T. I did not say avoid weed, W-E-E-D, but you should avoid that also. You should avoid <laughs> wheat and avoid pot. Uh, there's This is not a quick thing to talk about. Luckily, this book, um, you probably can't tell from looking at it, but it's basically, it's like 720-something pages. Wow. So there's a book one and a book two, and I go over diet and nutrition in both books. And again, that's not a, a complete answer, but it's a really good beginning. And uh, I'm definitely self-promoting for sure. There's no doubt about it. And I'm bragging at the, about the book, but I should. The reason why there's no book really like it. There's a lot of, there's like all kinds of QR codes. So it's like an audio video kind of book. Nice. And there's a lot of good resources about like how to reduce your exposure to radiation, how to make sure that you're um, not getting too much radiation from your computer and all this kind of stuff, right? You don't live near a cell site. So, but if you're watching this and you're, for some reason you refuse to get books, don't worry about it. Just start to avoid things like wheat, you know, take it seriously because everybody's heard for, uh, well, most people have heard for about 12 to 20 years now that wheat isn't so good, but 20 years ago, there was more of like a controversy about it, right? Now, 2023, it's more like, oh, yeah, I've heard. Well, I can assure you in 2033, people are not going to want to touch the stuff. 
You know, it's just, I mean, it took a while for them to say, oh, cigarettes aren't so good. Don't smoke them. In the meantime, everybody was dying of cancer. I mean, and then they got more and more sick and then they realized, well, wait a second, people are going to catch on at some point that since they're dying and they have throat cancer, that smoking is not so good. So then it became, instead of the doctors promoting cigarettes, the doctors were saying, you know, better not to smoke. And they cut back on the ads on TV. You know, they don't even have the regular ads anymore. Right. So you'd want to avoid wheat, you'd want to avoid dairy or milk products, you'd want to avoid corn, and you'd want to avoid soy. Why do you want to avoid those things? Because if you eat wheat, it it deteriorates the brain. All the research is done and finished. It's not even like my opinion, really. It's There's a whole book called Grain Brain by a guy named David Perlmutter, I think that's his name. And uh, he's this medical doctor who decided that he, he he didn't like feeling sick, you know, <laughs> he, he'd been sick for, for most of his <laughs> life. And then he didn't like making his patients sick. So he's like, screw it, I'm gonna actually be happy. Yeah. And he wrote this book, and he's actually pretty well known now. He's got a great reputation and everything. But he saved himself. I wish my father could have saved himself. My yeah. father used to eat these little soy burgers. And I'm sure they tasted good. I mean, I had a couple here and there. And he uh, would have them, you know, three to five days a week for lunch. But but the problem with soy is it causes you to become impotent and Mm. it causes the prostate and the testicles not to work properly. So all of a sudden he's not even 65 years old. He's only 60 years old and he has prostate cancer. So you can argue all day long till you're blue in the face that, you know, 40% or 30% of men get prostate cancer and they're only 40. And what does that have to do with my father eating the, well, it has everything to do with it. I mean, it's, yeah. This is how it works. That's what I'm telling you here. Yeah. This is not something you don't want to just gloss over. You should rewind and play this part again, right? Mm-hmm. Wheat, dairy, corn, soy, and processed sugar. The five fingers of death. The five fingers <laughs> of death. Okay? Wheat, dairy, corn, soy, and eating, you know, the um, soda pop, brownies, cakes, yeah. pies, uh, pumpkin even. Uh, potatoes, rice, quinoa, quinoa. Well, wait a second. Let me look at that book of yours there, Dr. Skolnikov. Let me see the research on the quinoa. I have it. I have it. Okay. I have all the research on the quinoa. Okay. Mm. We've got 20 pages of references. And some of those refer to books that have 40 pages of references. Believe me, this stuff is not a health food. Um, so men can, men can decide that all of a sudden, wow, like, this is a big responsibility. I decided to become a father and I can have this be like heaven on earth or I can have it be like a living hell, right? Yeah. And so the heaven on earth comes from, you know, working on yourself, you know? Every day in every way, I'm getting better, better, and better. That's like not new. Uh, it came from some French guy. I don't even know who he was. And then all these people started stealing that and it, it became popular to say, each day in every way, I'm getting better, better, and better. And we can say that every day. Just say it out loud. You know, look in the mirror and say that out loud. And if, as a father, every day in every way, I'm getting better, better, and better. How are we getting better and better? I'm getting better and better with how I spend my time. You know, I don't waste my time on social media unless it's to be productive. You know, some people have careers that involve social media. Um, Actually, Lord have mercy. I guess a lot of people do. But you know what I mean? You're not, you're not stuck on watching Facebook reels and getting hypnotized like, like most people do. Um, we're, we're, we're getting better and better every day. We're a better father by being a better example for our kids in terms of what to eat, in terms of 
how we interact in terms of how patient we are. Um, I mean, these are challenging things. This is not a quick, a quick, you know, have it all work out quickly, but invest in yourself and invest in your future. A lot of people are investing in, um, trying to think what people do. They invest in a weekend getaway. They invest in a vacation or they're investing in something that's fun, like some movies or a concert. And I think all those things are like really important, but you know, it's more important to have, uh, a retirement that's not going to make you work until you're 77, you know, mm -hmm. it's probably as important or more important to not be on a bunch of prescription medications for the rest of your life. And this is something that I've noticed. I, I mean, I have a clear understanding as a healthcare provider. Most people don't think there's a problem with taking one or two prescription medications because, you know, the majority of their friends and family are doing that. There is a problem if you're taking any prescription or even over-the-counter medications on a regular basis, that means that certain organs and glands on your body are failing to function properly. What if they were not failing? What if you could have a good life? What if you were a father who taught your kids that they can get whatever they want out of life and they don't have to rely on alcohol or drugs, even prescription medication that's mm -hmm. legal, that everyone thinks is okay, that counts, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> And especially if it's for the heart or anxiety or the brain or sleep, those are especially bad, the mood. Um, so if we can just, you know, be like happy, right? Like uh, maybe Canada is a little better in some ways, but uh, I heard that the, the politics has gotten really crazy over there. Like the whole yep. country's gone Ooh, to yeah. England, basically, <laughs> uh, to the mother, to the mother, the mother king or whatever they call it. So now <laughs> since the queen is dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, <laughs> the thing that we, we can do is, uh, is decide that, you know, we're not going to be on, on the meds. And so it's a decision. It's a decision only you can make, you know, but if you're going to make this decision and you're going to make the right decision, unfortunately, I have to say the thing that you want to not hear, and I don't want to say, which is you're not probably not going to make that decision for you. You're going to need to make it for your kids or your family or your wife or your husband. I, I mean, if you're a man, I'm just assuming, you know, you have a, a wife or something, but maybe you're, you have a significant other who's not a wife. Either way, make the decision for them so that you can lead a better life with them because you don't want to be sick all the time or have no energy to enjoy life or have these great vacations, but not even enjoy them because you're not feeling well when you're on the vacation. I mean, right. Right. you yeah. know, what, what kind of life is that? So I feel like um, I really enjoy soap and being on a box with lots of soap and this is great. I, I feel it. clean. We need a new sponsor uh, for the podcast. A soap sponsor or something would be great. <laughs> um, okay, what about um, physical activity for men as your age? You, uh, yeah. you, obviously, it's important all throughout your lifetime to be physically active. But as you get yeah. older, you seem to slow down. You don't do quite yeah. as much as you would normally do. You're not out playing activity sports or doing the big, you know, amazing fun things, you start to scale that back as you get older. How important is, is it to be physically active and keep moving and keep your body going? Any tips from your point of view for dads as things we can do this week just to continue to be active and strong? Well, I think there's a lot of things we could do this week. Um, and I, I want this to be like bigger and better than our interview also. Like, I think this Good. podcast is great, but it shouldn't end here. This should be like a a middle or beginning point where people can go to any podcast about diet or health or exercise and see that 
or anything, right? And see that all the most successful people in our culture and our community, they're all exercising like an hour, you know, three to five days a week or more. And because they do all that exercise, it allows them to have uh, the oxygen delivery to all their cells that allows for improved cognition and improved energy and better sleep. And, you know, a lot of people have other benefits like a better sex life and all that kind of thing that, you know, that can vary from person to person. So mm. I, I think it's like, you know, as you set goals for yourself, again, that's what we were talking about. We had, we had the five areas, you know, we have uh, emotional, uh, social, familial, um, health, you know, there's, they should all have a self-image and financial. So health is one of those things where, you know, you have to exercise because if you're not exercising, I mean, maybe there's a an extreme time where there's a couple months go by and you have a, a reason, but you know, you have to release stress. And I think it's a it's a like a the other thing that you can do is uh, sorry for looking over to the side. I guess that's not too helpful, but use it as like a gauge, right? So it's like you can see what's happening every time you exercise because either the exercise goes well, you know, which means everything's fine. The gauge is up here or you have a problem, you might have some kind of an injury, or you can't finish your routine workout at the gym or your routine run or whatever you're doing. So that's, that's a gauge. So that's telling you, now you have to do something about that, right? It's not just like do nothing. It means you need to slow down if you're going under so you can get more rest and then, you know, exercise more, or maybe you need to exercise less. I mean, you you need to really take this as like, this is like your duty, not just to your family, not just to your self, but it's like your duty to God, you know, you have to be healthy, you you know, you were given the gift of life, you might as well lead a healthy life. Because if you don't, why would you want to be, you know, 82 and not be able to walk, you're in a wheelchair, why would you want to be 73 or 83 or whatever, and you're stuck to a a CPAP machine every night, or you have to have a a respirator thing just to to breathe normally. I'm not saying that you can't have a good life and do the, the meds and do the respirator and all that. But isn't it better? Isn't it more fun? Isn't it more exciting? Aren't you more grateful for being alive and everything that you have in your life? If you can breathe normally without medication, if you can go outside during, you know, about 10 months or 11 months out of the year and not have a bunch of allergies, you know, Mm -hmm. or even 11 and a half months out of the year, why not just be healthy? Why not be able to do what's going to benefit you? So I mean, you know, a drowning person is of no help to another drowning person. If you're really right. sick, how much help are you going to give other people? Um, I mean, my father, my I guess I came from this Eastern European, you know, Jewish kind of background. My my grandfather was this um, Jewish guy in Kiev and Russia, and he escaped the pogroms. You know, they were killing everyone from the Nazi, Nazi Germany spread to Russia. And somehow Russia had... Stalin sent all these troops out into the cold and both the Germans and the Russians had huge death num- death numbers, you know. But then I don't know what happened exactly, but in Czechoslovakia and some of the, the, the areas moving all the way over into the Eastern Europe, they just they just decided that Jews weren't so great and we should just get them out. Right. Mm. So my father, you know, escaped persecution and grandfather, I mean, and then he came to the United States. But he was sort of like, um, 
they didn't believe in investing in yourself. They believed in investing and in being able to eat, you know, <laughs> or investing in education or investing in the future. And so that became common for Jews and Asians all over the world. And it's, it's great, but you need to invest in yourself, right? So you're the one who's going to make all these things happen. And if you're not healthy enough, you can't make it happen. If right. you don't have the energy, you can't make it happen. I was lucky. I mean, I was really lucky because I had like loving parents. They were highly educated. My father went running all the time. When I was a kid, I was like 14. I started going running with my father. Um, my father always spent a lot of time with us. The problem was he was so out of touch as this Freudian psychologist, psychiatrist that he couldn't relate to my my brother going and taking improv classes for whatever, or me being a chiropractic kinesiologist who uses energy medicine and emotional therapies in a totally different way. He was just stuck on Freud and whatever Freud mm. believed, you know, yeah. which uh, you have to stay open-minded when you're dealing with your kids. You know, your kids want to do something that you and I don't agree with. And so what you need to do is you need to just establish the, the rules. As a parent, you need to be the friend, yeah. <laughs> quote, friend, unquote, of your children. And you have to somehow make sure they don't get into trouble. So, um, you know, Dr. Oz said, you know, my father never agreed with me. And I, he's like a friend of mine, Dr. Oz. He never mm -hmm. agreed with me in what I was doing with the media. He always wanted me to be a family doctor, but that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to do this different thing. And then Dr. Oz said, "My with my kids, I don't want them to do what I want them to do. I want them to do what they want them to do. Mm -hmm. Father always wants to protect their kids and make sure they're safe and everything, but you also want to support them with their interests. So a good movie about that, Most almost everybody's heard of Dead Poets Society with Robin yeah. Williams. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty, If you if you look at not, not that everybody agrees that this kid was suffering whose father was paying for his whole education and then he killed himself, but just the idea like, what if that was a real true story, which it may or may not have been, then what would that mean? That would mean just not having the support of your own father can lead to death, you know? Mm -hmm. So you want to really listen to your kids. If it's legal, that's a good sign, right? <laughs> yeah. If it's safe, yeah. that's a good sign. If it's not hurting anyone, including themselves, that's a good sign. And a lot of careers don't meet that criteria. I mean, a lot of entertainment careers are super dangerous. I mean, lots of, uh, I mean, but if you can play guitar or sing without taking the drugs or getting drunk, I mean, if you could just do that, if you enjoy it, you know, just because you or I don't like guitarists or whatever, doesn't mean your son or daughter can't be a great musician. I mean, that's yeah. just, that may be in their calling. So, um, so being a responsible parent also means being an open-minded parent in a way that's still safe for your kids. And this is not an easy uh, thing. This is, you know, it's one of the hardest things you could do probably is be a parent. You can ask any mother or father, you know, and, you know, they, there's this, you've, we've all heard that expression. The Buddha said, well, I could never repay my mother, even if I carried her around on my back for the rest of my life for what she did for me. It's like, you know, that's because that's how much uh parents do to take care of their kids especially the mothers even though we're talking about fathers yeah but that's um, a good i like that that's a good that's a good quote that's a good um a good thing to, to ponder i think i love that what about dr Ilya? how how our body communicates to us and how important it is for us as men as fathers to listen to our bodies you talked about you know doing the exercise and your body's telling you something like hey 
you know, um, things are different now. So you might want to think about this differently. When you're doing your exercise, you're not seeing the same results you might have saw when you were younger. As our bodies get older, our bodies are telling us messages. How important is it for us to listen and follow up on those messages our body sends to us? Well, I'm glad we're talking about men because men are the worst at this, right? Yeah. So men never die, as we all know, they kill themselves. So I mm -hmm. can't remember who said that. So and they're mainly killing themselves from heart disease. So the reason why men do that is because they're we're very motivated about like supporting our families and working hard. And that's a good thing um, to be able to be having, you know, to, you know, paying for all the different stuff that needs to be paid for and then doing all this stuff. But at the same time, um, it's, 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 if you're dead, you know, you're not, a, you're not yeah. helping anyone with anything. So I think, I think what's better for a lot of men would be, it's idealistic to think that a man's going to listen to all these signs. Instead, they need something built into their daily or weekly or monthly or yearly life. So open up a health savings account, make sure that you fill it up and you spend out of it for regular dental visits. If the dentist says, you know, I think you should really be coming in three times a year or four times a year instead of just once a year, or twice a year for the teeth yeah. cleaning. Yeah, Don't yeah. argue with the dentist unless you're going to find a new dentist. Just do what they're suggesting, you know. And then I'm a chiropractic kinesiologist, so I believe in regular health care more so than most people do. But I also have it built in so that it it like forces me to stay healthy, even if like I'm fighting against being healthy, which I might do on a subconscious level. I'm not going to think, I'm not going to want to do something stupid, but I might do it by an accident without even giving it a, any thought or attention. So yeah. if I see the chiropractor regularly and if they help me with structurally, chemically, and emotionally, may, meaning know your weaknesses, you know, know, know what, where you're going to, where you're, where you're off. If you're the kind of person who doesn't exercise enough, start exercising really regularly. If you don't go to the dentist regularly, you better damn well go to the dentist, yeah. you know? If you tend to hurt yourself, start doing swimming. You know, you're not going to hurt yourself swimming. Yeah. And if you have all these things that are coming up for you, if your diet's not very good, I don't know that a nutritionist will help, but you got to do something. So start buying books about nutrition. Um, you can get depressed and go to, you know, Al-Anon meetings for people who have an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. But really, you need like a, a solution that's pretty permanent. There's nothing wrong with getting depressed by going to one of those Al-Anon meetings, but just go, like do it. Yeah. Like don't start. Don't screw yeah. around, yeah. you know, start and continue until yeah. you get the eating thing figured out. Um, don't eat a lot of nuts and seeds and spicy food, especially like the pepper family, like cayenne and black pepper. And don't drink a whole lot of alcohol unless it's just every now and then. Maybe, I don't know, once or twice a week at the most, if you're a big drinker, that's it, you know, in just a couple drinks. Don't have a lot of potato chips or caffeine or popcorn or almond butter or peanut butter or cashew butter or any nut butter or chocolate or beans or rice. Just don't do it. And I'm, uh, I don't know about Canada, but I'm in Northern California. Okay. This is a mm -hmm. special place. Oh, yeah. In a good way and maybe not so good. So we have a <laughs> lot of people here that use pot and they say, They've had a bunch of states all over the country that it's legal to do all these things with cannabis and and, and THC type products. You know, that's just, uh, I don't want to be disrespectful, but it's just not a good idea, you know? So I think, I think there was a reason why it was illegal. 
I don't think it should be illegal. I just think it's not a good idea to use it, especially if you're if you're 30 years old and now you're going to be, you know, whatever, 31, 32, 33, just let it let it go. You know, now's the time to let that go. I mean, you might have used it a lot when you were younger because you had no reason not to, but it just doesn't serve us. It, it shortens your your memory. And again, don't just listen to this podcast. You can listen to Grant Cardone or Robert Kiyosaki or, you know, um, any of these people. Uh, I mean, they all have different kinds of names. There's a guy, uh, he usually has a Band-Aid over here. I can't remember his name, but he's got all these. He's like worth like over $100 million. He's got all these free videos. They're all saying the same thing. You know, exercise regularly. Don't do a whole lot of drinking. A lot of people love and a lot of people hate Donald Trump. You know, mm-hmm. what, I'll, what I'll say about Donald Trump, whether you love him or hate him, you know, he's done pretty well uh, financially and his health isn't so bad considering his age. I mean, he still thinks yeah. clearly. He still speaks yeah. okay. And he's in his 70s. He walks around. He talks. He he does things. He's active. So, and he doesn't drink any alcohol. And apparently his diet's actually not that great. But at least he's yeah. cutting, you know, he's not doing the alcohol thing. So yeah. alcohol is just, it's just kind of like an escape. And, you know, it's not, it's not at the end of the world that enjoy a little bit every now and then. But I think we we've we've gotten to the point where our whole society thinks has normalized alcohol because after all, it's completely legal for almost everyone if they're over around 18 or 21. And so most of us are over 21. And then, you know, even when it's illegal, you know, you have an environment where you can get alcohol no matter what you're, you know, if you're a younger person, too. And so our movies have everyone drinking alcohol. Our our entertainment shows everyone taking these drugs. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's doing yeah, it. Yeah. But but it's it doesn't mean it's good. It doesn't mean it's okay. It just means somebody thinks it does, it shouldn't be a problem. Well, somebody is maybe shouldn't be you and me. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It should just be somebody else. You know. I mean, why would you want to waste your energy and time getting the buzz from the alcohol when you could just get the buzz from being alive and enjoying a good meal or being with friends or reading exactly. a book or watching a weird movie or whatever. You yeah. Know? Okay, what about the power of water? How much water do we need, Dr. Ilya? Come on. Oh, we're going to go through water. Come on, I need some water in my life. Okay. <laughs> I know it's important. So the the water the water thing is really interesting because uh, I didn't I, I was studying water for all these years and I thought I was smart, which is a really bad idea to think you're smart, believe <laughs> me. And I thought like maybe I knew something about water, but I learned, recently learned that I know nothing about water. So Here's what's going on with the water. The water is a form of information. So um, here's a good water, by the way. It's called Crystal Geyser. And yep. it's in a plastic container. I am not promoting drinking anything, water, out of a plastic container. So I refuse to be getting myself into trouble with <laughs> talking about it. But this doesn't cost that much over in this area here in the yeah. in, throughout the United States. It costs like about a dollar or dollar fifteen for a gallon like this. Yeah. Can you see it? Yeah, now you yeah. can see it. So that's not a, a, a bad amount of money. And again, water, about a 99% of our bodies are made out of water on a molecular level. And on a cellular level, it's about, it's right around 75% of our bodies. So that's a huge amount of our bodies. So if we're drinking the wrong kind of water, we're in trouble. I mean, like more trouble than we we would, we, you can imagine. It's most of our bodies made out of water. Mm-hmm. And I always thought water was H2O because isn't that what we're taught? But no, water should almost always be H2O. But in the body, it'll function as a gel type substance. And it's this other 
uh, molecular uh, uh, molecule. I think it's like H3O04 or something like that. So it's like totally different because it, it works as like, like a gel-like substance. Remember, a lot of our cells are made mostly of water. And so it's not just the, the, um, that 75% of our bodies made out of water, but most of the cells that our body's composed of is made, are made out of water. So if I, if you look at me and you see the way I can turn my hand 180 degrees when I rotate my arm, yeah. I never had a major injury to this arm. I did have an injury, but not a major one. In a cadaver, a dead person, you can only do that much because it's the water that lubricates everything and allows our organs and glands to function properly. It's, it's allowing for all the nerve signals to take place. Oh. It carries other energetic information. It has something called a feel. Each um, cell in our body has a feel. Each organ has a feel. Our entire body has a feel. Sometimes they call it the, the vibration of the body. And so the type of water you drink can screw up your field, your body field, or it can really benefit it. So I'd suggest drinking a good spring water. There's uh, quite a few good ones. There's um, Crystal Geyser I just went over. There's something called Aquapana, A-Q-U-A, and then new word P-A-N-N-A. It's not aqua, aqua, Aquasana or something. What's what's? Isn't there another one out there? There's, Aquafina? Oh, yeah, it's not Aquafina. Right, right. Yeah. That's terrible, but it's called Aquapana. And then there's something called... Um, Roxane, um, mountain spring water. If you go to Whole Foods, uh, I, I guess, I don't know what, what they have them in the United States, but in the United States, they have a Whole Foods market. And when you go in there, if you get Whole Foods 365 day value everyday spring water, it's the same manufacturer that they relabel with the Whole Foods label as Crystal Geyser. So this Crystal Geyser is responsible for a bunch of the waters that are in yeah. the United States. So there's, Trader Joe's spring water, Whole Foods spring water, there's Roxane Mountain spring water, and they're all coming from the same manufacturer. So it's like a big, it's not a scam. It's just like they're just doing marketing and business. Yeah, yeah. So I would not get the alkaline water because most people are actually a little bit too alkaline. So if they drink alkaline water, it tends to, in general, cause them problems. Not, not always, but in general, it does. Okay. Which is interesting because I think there is a water that's a good one that I recommend that it is a little bit alkaline. It's called um, Starkey's water. It, it's a geothermal water and it may be a little bit alkaline. So that one should be, it's just a little different for some reason. Just it seems like most people do okay with that Starkey's, mm -hmm. S-T-A-R-K-Y-S or apostrophe S. Okay. And then there's Simply Sedona Artesian Spring Water or uh, purely Sedona artesian spring water, that one's okay. It's better to get the the still water rather than the fizzy water. They found the, yeah. the fizzy water causes bone disease, and I don't need to give an opinion. It's just that's what the research shows. I'm not going to argue with all the research. I mean, they researched it a lot. It's like a real thing. So yeah, so yeah you'd want to drink about a quart of water for every 50 pounds of body weight. And remember, you want to have the right information for your body to work properly. So everything we do is about information. You know, we learn things for the work we do, and then that allows us to make money. It's the information that we got that we then apply that allows us to make the money. We have information about how to be healthy, information from a podcast, information about how to exercise. Everything is information. So the water is information. 
Okay, so it's really important. That's why when scientists are looking at other planets and if a human could inhabit that planet and survive, they're looking to see, what? does this planet have water, a source yes. of water, or did they used to have the water? Because that allows for the information and the life to be there. So water is a little bit like air. It's a, for fish, it is air, right? So it's a major source of, of life. Yeah. And some of the same components that are air in air are in water, you know, hydrogen, oxygen, just in air, there's a lot of nitrogen and helium and the, the, some of these halogen, halogen gases, but in the, in the water, you mostly just have the, that other, you know, just the water and the hydrogen and the oxygen. But anyway, Water is pretty important. So uh, it's okay to drink more than that amount of uh, water. And if you're doing a detox, which, you know, uh, you should be under the guidance of a licensed healthcare provider if you are doing any kind of a detox program, mm -hmm. yep. it's better not to just get them from the internet. Or maybe like if you're fairly young and healthy and an athlete, it's safer, but e either way. So you'd want to drink more water. You know, I mean, I'll have patients drink a two gallons a day for a few days when they're really releasing a lot of poison so that the poison doesn't get stuck in their kidneys and their liver and their blood. And then they get a big headache and then they're reabsorbing the poison. And I mean, it can be really dangerous if you're not drinking enough water, if you're doing some kind of a detox program or something. Okay. So that's good. That's really wise. So that's, that's the whole idea, Dr. Ilya, having you on today on dad space was let's get some real practical things. Let's, dispel some of the myths and help dads live longer, be there for their family, be a good example. That's a big thing for me. I just want dads listening to be a good example. So their kids will grow up and say, my dad was there for me. My dad gave me a good blueprint so I can live my life as I go from child to parent down the road. And I can then model it forward and we continue the process for many generations, right? Yeah. And it all starts with a dad listening today going, okay, I'm going to be that example. So right. from your perspective, I love hearing just the real practical ways that we can do that. So I really appreciate having you here on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't know for, <laughs> I guess we're getting near the, near the, the later part of the podcast. So people should really think about how can I spend more money on my health? Right. Not in a way that's like lavish and wasteful, but in a way that's going to get the result that you want. And all of patients come in and they're sitting in front of me. This will this will this is how I, I, I live my life. Right. So day in and day out for weeks, months and years at a time. I've had, I mean, I know I don't look like I'm that old. I'm 53. So I'm an older a year older than you. But they've been doing this. And, they, you know, sometimes I'll say to them something like, you know, you've had these knee surgeries you know, you're having the inflammation of your fingers. You know, you're, you're, you're not sleeping well at night. You're having trouble when you wake up in the morning. You're not thinking clearly. You're having all these difficulties, you, you know? And what if we could get rid of all these difficulties just in the next three months? Like we've documented over and over again, <laughs> 5,000 times over yeah. the last 17 years. What if it meant that instead of going to Mexico, over the next 18 months. And instead of going to the Philippines over the next 18 months, and instead of going out to dinner, you just spent 2,400 American dollars over the next three months. What do you think? No more surgeries for your knee, no more cloudy thinking, no more low energy, no more, is that worth 
$2,400 or $2,400. Is that worth $200 a month for the next 12 months? You know, or $800 a month for the next three months? Is it worth it? Are hmm. you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Don't ever say no to an opportunity like that if it presents itself to you. And it's presenting itself to you here on this podcast. Anyone who sees this podcast, it's going to be a lot easier if you are local to the area. But, mm. you know, whether you're local or not, you can you can get that kind of help. And with most things that a, you're, a person's dealing with, because, or there is no because, it's just that the, the, the decision is yours, right? There's no, nobody's going to decide this for you. Nobody's going to decide that not having high blood pressure is worth $2,400. Nobody's going to decide that Never having to have another knee surgery is worth $2,400. Nobody's going to say that thinking clearly and sleeping well at night and having plenty of energy throughout the day is worth $2,400. But how the heck couldn't it be? Is going out to eat two to, you know, once a week and spending $45 to $50 American dollars going out to eat, is that worth more than your health? Mm -hmm. Is going, traveling once or twice a year? just for the next two years, not for the rest of your life, just for the next year or two worth more than your health is making more money worth more to you than spending money to make even more money than you would have made if you hadn't spent it. I mean, like, like, like this is like mind boggling how Americans are programmed right. and maybe Canadians yeah. and maybe people who live in England and Germany and Switzerland and possibly Japan and parts of China. We're taught to, I don't know about China, but they're taught to think that you know, don't invest in your health. Let the government take care of your health. Let your mother take care of your health. Let your friend take care of your health. Let your significant other, your wife or husband or daughter or son take care of your health. No, if if you want things to change, you need to change. If you want things to get better, you need to get better. If yeah. you want to have a great life, you need to have a great, you need to make your life great. If you want to have the health of somebody who's an athlete and has tons of energy at 53 years old, you need to think like somebody who's an athlete and has tons of tons of energy at 53 years old. Mm -hmm. You need to breathe like somebody who has tons of energy and and has clear thinking at 53 years old. Right. You need to make the kind of decisions that somebody who has tons of energy at 53 years old. You know, you need to do the things that they do to get the things that they got. Right. You know, it's not going to happen by an accident. It may take tons of intention and tons of work but it's well, well worth it. What what else are you going to do if you can't have a healthy life and if you can't be doing the things that allow you to be happy in a way where you can do it fully and completely without limping around with a cane or in a wheelchair or hurting yourself when you're on vacation, you know, then how are you going to do it? I mean, everybody gets sick when they travel to, you know, Egypt or Mexico or Puerto Rico or whatever, maybe even to venezuela or guatemala or argentina or nicaragua or something but why not just minimize it as much as possible and 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 don't go traveling and eating fresh vegetables when you travel to a country where they don't sanitize the water when you mm. go to one of these countries do not have fresh vegetables just don't do it mm. you're gonna have a good time make sure you have a good time you yeah know? no <laughs> fresh vegetables you know because you're gonna be screwed if you do yeah. believe me i know from personal experience you're screwed, you know. <laughs> you go to Argentina, you go to Mexico, and you start eating the fresh vegetables. Maybe if you know, if you're staying at your cousin's, that's another story. But if you're at, in a public place, you know, don't don't end up at the pharmacy trying to figure out why you're so sick. Yeah, I love it, Doctor Ilya. Thank you for making time for me and and for everyone listening. The book, thank obviously, the Skolnikov method and the new medicine. 
We'll have links to your book as well. There it is. There it is right there. We'll have links in the show notes. And if you need more Dr. Ilya, because who doesn't need more Dr. Ilya? On Living the Next Chapter, we have more of Dr. Ilya on there as well. We get into something even more topics. So I'd love for you to go over there and check out that episode as well. And we'll have links to Dr. Ilya's webpage and everything here in the podcast. Reach out and um, get the book. Just you talk about investing in yourself. Go ahead and get the book and you'll have some great information to help you live a healthy life. Dr. Ilya, thank you for being hey. part of my podcast. Thank Again, you, I'm, the door is open. You can come back anytime you want. I love talking to you. Stay healthy, get wealthy, and make everything great. <laughs> there you go. Dr. Ilya Skolnikov okay. here on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Dad Space today. Go check us out on all of our social media, YouTube, all that great stuff. You can find us as Dad Space Podcast. Real simple. Dad Space Podcast, whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, even YouTube. Email us, dadspacepodcast at gmail.com. We're always looking for great guests to come on the podcast. If you have any feedback for us, let us know here at Dad Space. Looking forward to connecting with you on the next episode right here of Dad Space. Follow us on your podcast app for more. Cheers. To you, Dad. Thank you.